Hello, everyone. Once again, after a long pause, I am Karen, your local Goro Akechi Sam. Phil. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. It's, it's still the same. <laughs> um, I'm joined today with my two good buddies. I'm Lexi, your local Sea of Thieves pirate today. Ooh. Oh, wow. And I'm Aaron, your local, um, I would still say scholar. I just haven't been working these past two months, so. That's okay. You're still a scholar. <laughs> Yay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we were going to record this episode weeks ago, but... <laughs> We have a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> a lot of things going on. Uh, basically, I got COVID, and then um, other stuff happened too. <laughs> yeah, I, I moved COVID. back. I moved back to my hometown, our hometown. <laughs> um, yeah. And then um, family matters, and then uh, yeah. So yeah, I did not have COVID, but I was also sick for a week. <laughs> so. Mm. It was about like, I don't know, like a month of not really being able to do much. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but we did watch this movie, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. Um, you guys may or may not have heard of it. It's kind of a, a bit of an indie film. Not a lot of people know about it. You know, it's a bit of an up-and-coming director. <laughs> but, it, but it is in theaters, or at least... I don't it, know was. It, was. it was it was limited yeah, for us yeah um, um i saw it four maybe... times <laughs> dang look at I know. you uh, they, yeah, might, no. they might still be showing it in some places though i feel like they're probably not showing it so much here just because you know we don't live in a big city <laughs> yeah i mean right. I, I checked because i'm going to movies tonight and they were showing it at, like two theaters Oh, yeah. So there you go. They're still kind of showing him. Um, But the movie we're talking about is Belle, uh, directed by Mamoru Hosoda. Yeah, you know, it's Mm -hmm. an anime movie. It's slaps. I have a summary. Should we go in full spoilers right away? Or do you guys want to do like brief brief talk okay maybe okay my my non-spoiler review is that it's good and you should watch it (laughs) i think it's great and you should watch it um (laughs) also maybe maybe put a little trigger warning for the end there because i was really feeling it oh (laughs) yeah i yeah i didn't break down until after i got home though (laughs) so i was Mm. holding it in so hard yeah. yeah, I mean, I for sure was, and and you know, Karen and Lexi can attest to this, but I was crying. Yeah, <laughs> when I was watching. Yeah, like every time I see it, I, I always s- cry. Um, I don't know. It's just like yeah, the, music, I... it, the music is really good. Mm-hmm, um, it is. Yeah, it is really good. Story. I like. I teared up, and I tried so hard not to cry, like Aaron. And then I I got home and was like just bawling. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> That's how good this film was, but also yes, as like Lexi said, 
Um, they should have a trigger warning before because there were just a lot of things happening. Yeah, I guess. Um, I, guess I, I, I had no idea. Yeah, no, me neither. Uh, I guess. Uh, same. I guess watch this movie. We all really, really enjoy it and, you know, recommend it. Mm-hmm. But for sure, trigger or content warnings of um, death of a family member and also just child abuse. abuse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think those are like the two big ones. Yeah. Um, maybe a few other things here and there, but to me, they weren't, it wasn't like super terrible. Other, you know, I guess depression. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that's a that's about it as far as like warnings go. Um, but yeah, t- I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to to talk about this movie without going into full spoilers because sometimes the movie feels like it's three different movies put into one. <laughs> yeah, and then I mean yeah. we can talk about it like. We can, you know, spoiler, like, if you don't want to um, listen, you know, go watch the film and then come back and listen to us. True, true, true. Um, watch the movie and then come back mm-hmm. because that's about the end of what we're going to talk about with no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so from here on, spoiler zone only. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you next come time. <laughs> Please come back. <laughs> all right so should we I just wrote, go in then i i wrote a summary i wrote a summary so i'm okay. going to share the summary that i wrote <clears throat> here's my summary of bell girl suzu becomes an online hit and a gaia online type website by singing songs but who would have thought that she actually saw her mom die when she was six years old and then stayed depressed for like 10 years now she is a popular star on you, which is just, I don't know, a metaverse type social media platform in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's able to find her voice again, both literally and figuratively. Uh, initially, she's overwhelmed by this anonymous fame. But, you know, she has the support of her one friend. And Semi gets over it. Basically, her friend tells her, get over it. And she's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just deals with it. Yeah, she just kind of deals with it. Then, one day, she's having a concert. And some rando, who they call the dragon, or the beast, shows up. And ruins the whole concert. Um, Boo. I know. <laughs> and then the internet police get involved. <laughs> For real, oh, the yeah. internet police show up. The internet cops show up. And then she and her friend, who is called Hiroko, embark on an online search for his real identity. Uh, because he's so mysterious. And they're like, who is the beast? And why is he so angry? And why does he have bruises on his back? Uh, they got a snoop of it to find out. You know? Um... You know, everyone has a secret, and even though Suzu wants to keep hers, she still wants to unveil, you know, the beast secret. Yeah, it is what it is. 
Yeah, because he's hurting, you know. She's like, yeah. what's going on? You're hurt. After that, um, she gets some funky and fresh advice from the choir ladies. She writes the Beast a song. We get some Beauty and the Beast adjacent dance sequence going on. And then she sings the song to him. And she's like, come to your senses. The senses are not the way to go. You know, yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen TikTok TikTok Boom. That's just a TikTok Boom reference from me. Uh, oh, yet, I've only seen that once with you. Girl, I've seen it like ten times. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I was gonna say, be like, lend me your voice. You know that song. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, and then, and then he's like, okay, I trust you, but then the cops find his house and swat him and she is looking for him and when well, she oh, finds well him... <laughs> it's in the internet world not like IRO yeah yeah the, <laughs> the internet cops <laughs> swat him <laughs> the internet cops swat him and that's how she finds him and it's like surprise child abuse and so she goes to look for them for the beast who is an IRL I don't. I want to say he's a child, but he's like not that much younger than her. I think she's like sixteen, and he's like fourteen, maybe. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe she's fourteen, like, turning fifteen. Maybe. I wrote I wrote his age down because I think they do mention it, but I wrote it in a different part of my notes that is separate from this summary. <laughs> anyway, it's him and his younger brother. Who is definitely a child, and it's you know, uh, they're getting abused by their dad, and she goes to you know go look for them. Um, she stands up to their dad, and it freaks him out. And then the boy is like, "Thank you for inspiring me," and then she goes home, and that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 that's the short of it <laughs> basically that's what it's about yeah I also do want to mention that this is placed in a rural part of Japan where I unfortunately <laughs> um, used to work when I worked in Japan mm-hmm. um, for those curious it's in Kochi Prefecture and Immediately when I saw the film, I was like, hold up, this looks very familiar. (laughs) And then lo and behold, it was the exact prefecture that I studied or worked at. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that sort of triggered me as well. But, you know. Yeah. So like Suzu, uh, she lives in this rural place. Like at the beginning, you know, it shows her waking up and going to school and I can't tell how far away she lived from the school because she had to take like a bus and a train to get to school (laughs) so like it's pretty rural you know I would say maybe an hour dang that's crazy It, it is like luckily where I worked I lived next to the school Mm-hmm. But um, when my boss took me into town, like the actual rural parts of like neighborhoods, it took about like I don't know, twenty five minute, thirty minute drive. Damn. So I don't know. It just I guess it depends. 
But, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They, it, it's like not that important to anyway, but it, no. it is shown, you know. It's mm-hmm. interesting that they show it. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's go from the beginning, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, what were you guys' initial thoughts, you know, as it started? Um, uh, well, like, I don't know. It just, it just introduced, like, immediately that emotional scene with her mother. Um, um and I feel like that sort of described Suzu's, like, whole demeanor. Um, just cause we're like, we're like, okay, cool. Like we open up, I have to remember, like, it's just her having breakfast or something like that, going to school and then boom, like immediately flashback to what we don't even know, um, you know, stuff like that. But, and then, uh, just realizing like how her, she's associated her music with her mother since, you know, the flashback shows us like her playing music with her mom writing music singing along um and then yeah so sort of and then after her mother's death that sort of any like forms of music i think just triggers her yeah it was like a um like it yeah it would trigger her trauma like Mm -hmm. back again like the ptsd yeah but really interesting that she um is in a choir group but I didn't realize that all of the choir members were her mother's friend. Yeah, or, I think they. I think I think mother. they reveal. I think that's. Yeah, more it was of a like later on. Yeah, it was they, during they one of the photo. later flashbacks that like she would go to that choir group very young with her mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing like a photograph. Yeah, and like it was like all of the choir ladies and their mom mm-hmm. there together. Yeah, I remember that. So. I guess okay. Let's let's divide in like mini arcs. So first mm-hmm. arc, Suzu before she's Belle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So um, well, very quickly, I just wanted to share my thoughts because uh, my first impressions. I don't know. I really like resonated with her, the main character, mm-hmm. because even though I don't have parents that are dead or anything, it's like still the loss of a parent someone that should be taking care of you or maybe someone who doesn't really care about you that much as a parent should uh, really is like different and depressing. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's good that we can have different perspectives um, on Suzu as a character because at the very beginning of the movie, I thought she was super obnoxious. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. She's, like, um, ignoring her dad. Yeah, I thought that was, like, super messed up. I was like, dang, you know, she didn't even do anything to you. Mm. <laughs> even later on, I didn't really understand why she, you know, kept pushing. Well, I mean, I I did understand, but I it also bothered me. Yeah, and, I mean, I don't want to speak out of, like, I don't know. I don't want to generalize, but I don't know how the culture is in terms of expressing emotions. Mm-hmm. um especially within family um yeah. i think like her dad tried to help as much as he can but she just kept pushing him away so i think he gave her the space but at the same time it's like that's great but you need to still like do you want dinner no okay yeah. bye <laughs> yeah, like, yeah i felt maybe, like maybe he he gave her too much space 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's rough in that type of situation because it's like, you know, as a parent, I guess you don't want to overstep your boundaries. But also I felt like, yeah, the dad definitely wasn't doing more that, than he should have. Like he should have done a lot more. And uh, I don't know. It's just very common, especially as a kid, when something happens uh, to yeah. a parent or with parents that you kind of. Uh, and I would know from like personal experience, you kind of just like are recluse, like you push everyone away and you just want to be by yourself because you think you are the problem, you know, mm. and you're just mm-hmm. a big mess. <laughs> I, guess what, I guess what really got me too is that it had been 10 years yeah, since her mom's death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to be like, why does this think get over it? Because oh. I, I, under, I understand, it was, it was a big trauma. It was a big trauma, I get it. But the way that she, she made it seem at the beginning was like she's had zero, um, like uh, no support system at all. But then you meet her friend Hiroko, who, you know, knows about her past and is like, oh, you know, this and that and blah, blah, blah. You know, and they hang out all the time. They hang out all the time. And her childhood friend, what's his name? uh childhood friend um um i forgot his name too oh my god um, what's his name it's uh oh shinobu there you go childhood friend you know he you know worries about her you know he basically uh he basically filled the role of parent mm-hmm. or her um yeah. or kind of being like an older brother but definitely more of a parent which, yeah no kids should do because that shit's hard <laughs> yeah it is it's, it's rough it's rough that he did that but it's also like she didn't really like acknowledge that he was you know doing his best for her too mm-hmm. you know she also just kind of tried to push him away as much as possible especially you know in in the movie they're in high school already and he's very popular you know he's like really handsome very popular and so you know he doesn't really care about, you know, the clout at all. So, you know, he still, you know, wants to talk to her like a normal friend or like a normal person, period. And she will just run away. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I remember she was like to him, like, you don't have to look after me anymore. I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. he's just he's just trying his best. Yeah, um, he's like you don't have to look after me anymore i'm not the same girl that i was you know when i was when we were little and i'm like oh you kind of are yeah <laughs> like there was no are. growth there's no growth with her at all like she yeah. just was stuck which is really hard with mm-hmm. types of traumas like that like you do end up getting stuck somewhere or another for a very long time and then eventually you'll get over it but i felt like how she got over it maybe was way too fast. Like, it was unrealistic. But it was still good, you know? <laughs> like Yeah. And then there was, like, that that one popular girl at school. I don't remember her name either. Um, uh, Ruka. Remember. Oh, yeah. Ruka was it Chan. Ruka? Oh, Ruka, Ruka. Yeah. She was also, like, really nice to her, too, you know? Yeah. Like, I know, I know her and her friend. Her friend was kind of like, oh, I hate popular girls like her. But she was actually, like, genuinely really nice, you know? I also was kind of worried that she would end up being, like, a little backstabbing bitch. You know, because that happens so often with, like, these popular girl types. Oh, yeah, especially yeah. in, like, 
it, it doesn't matter what culture you are. It's just everywhere. Like, I was going to say, especially in America, but like, I, I don't know. I feel like America is more like focused, like it's okay, kind of, I guess, stereotype for the popular girl to be like a backstabbing bitch and do whatever she yeah. wants. But yeah. it's we're so used to that trope that I was actually more surprised when she actually ended up being genuinely nice. I know, right. me too. <laughs> the fact, like, the film, just, like, at, at first, it gave us that impression of she's a bitch because, like, from um, Suzu's perspective, when she told uh, Shinobu, like, I don't, you know, when Shinobu was like, hold on, and grabs her hand, and everyone's like, oh, my God, like, are, what are they doing? They're holding hands, and then she's, like, running away, mm-hmm. um, and then she turns back, and she sees uh i forgot her name again ruka um, with shinobu and that gave us that mentality of like oh my god like the fucking popular girl at it again um yeah but Mm -hmm. then at the end it's just like oh my gosh like it is not true she had a crush on someone else and we just had that mentality it was Um, it was that other guy yeah i don't uh kamishin yeah kamishin um really just that ruka actually genuinely wanted to be suzu's friend too mm-hmm. and yeah, that's another it's... thing with suzu is that suzu will will not have it like everyone someone will try to get close to her and she'll just try to push them away mm-hmm. like like there really is no growth and that's that's what like really bothered me about her at the beginning of the movie that's why i was like this girl's obnoxious so i'm like she's she's lucky that these people like her because if it were me I wouldn't like her, you know? <laughs> I would yeah. be like, dang, girl, your mom's like, you're still, you're still, you know, uh, bringing it up. So you would be like, okay, fine. I, I don't, you don't want my help. Then I won't be your friend kind of thing. Basically, I, I would mm-hmm. just, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to deal with it either. I'm like. I'm the type of person who would like, would help out until, you know. There, until I give them an ultimatum like Ooh. if I'm burnt out I'll be like okay like you need to change or I can't be your friend like I can't help you do this anymore because I've done everything and you're not doing it you know yeah like um, in this case Shinobu Shinobu's truly um has the patience of a saint <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah just like how oh. do you do it man <laughs> Also, the the popular girl before, like, the whole hand-holding thing, she, like, what was that? The other guy, the one with the canoe club. <laughs> Kamishin? Yeah, yeah Kamishin. him. him. He was, like, making a racket while she was, like, doing some performance with, you know, in the middle. And uh, yeah. she, like, kind of gave him a bitchy look. So that's also how we kind of, like, came to that conclusion that she, like, yeah. thought that she was better than everyone else, even though she doesn't think that. They, no, they she was just. Kind of us. No, they were. They were. I was like, damn, she just doesn't care. She... And then after seeing it three other times, I'm like, oh, she's looking away because she has a crush on him and she yeah. doesn't like mess up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> and that's really good. I, I like that because. We're so used to watching films like you know like the like the usual film trope of like a bitchy girl, popular girl, um, or you know especially that we were just talking about, and then all of a sudden it just changes on us. I I really like that. I don't know. Same. No, it good. was really like good. It's good that you caught that, Aaron, because you know you watched it way more times than me. <laughs> yeah. I. I only watched it twice. 
and I didn't catch it. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was good. That was good. I guess I guess that's about it for like pre Bell Suzu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then you know her friend Hiroka sent her a link. You know Suzu's having a little depressing moment home alone, and Hiroka sent her a link to join you, and she's like, oh, you gotta check this out. It's awesome. Join Gaia online today. <laughs> I don't know why I keep I keep thinking you as like Gaia online. It's I was not. like, oh, damn, Gaia. I mean, I've it never is... played Gaia, but... Oh my god, I used to play Gaia all the time. I, I tried to delete my account, but you actually can't delete your account anymore, so... Oh, oh, still, you can, can you still play on it? Yeah. <laughs> Dang, it's like Pop Tropica. <laughs> I had an account too. Maybe you is more like Pop Tropica actually than Gaia. Or maybe really? it's more like Club Penguin. I was gonna say Club Penguin. Oh uh, yeah, Club Penguin. It's more like Club Penguin, definitely. Okay, it's more like Club Penguin. I'll I'll switch it up. Well it's it's more like Club Penguin then. <laughs> and then Suz is like, What's this? And Hiroka's like, Oh, you know, it's like it's you, you know, you um you upload a photo and they make an avatar based on you you know and so she's like okay i mean can't be worse than my real life <laughs> well, uh, but the only photo that she has i guess is that photo that she took with um with like that group of girls that mm-hmm. was like hanging around duca that one time mm-hmm. and so she uploads that photo um and the you system is like okay we're gonna make you a little avatar and they make her this avatar that's bell Bell. um it it like took me until the second watch to realize that she named it bell because bell and suzu actually i think they mentioned it in the english dub but like it flew over my head (laughs) that that bell means or Suzu means bell in Japanese and that's why mm-hmm. she named her bell. <laughs> but yeah. it like flew over my head until we watched it a second time. I know. I, and she didn't <laughs> put the E at the end, right? She just left it at B-E-L-L. Yeah, she just left it at B-E-L-L. But then, I like, think as... the people in the game were like, Belle, because she's beautiful. Yeah, yeah they, okay. they're the one that changed it up for her. Got it. Um, And at first, you know, her character, she's so beautiful that she doesn't even believe that it's really her you know she's like it can't be me maybe they messed up and thought i was ruka and then it was like no it's you because you know of the freckles that Mm -hmm. show up on Belle's face that match her own freckles in real life and she's like it's me anyway and so she you know connects to you um there's a bunch of people everywhere she starts singing and notice and she becomes basically an overnight hit you know she goes viral as they would say yeah well after she sang she was just like wow that felt so much like that felt so good Mm -hmm. like Um, to finally release everything and be mm -hmm. herself in a sense um yeah and then (laughs) well (laughs) well after she's finished singing and then she woke up the next morning she's like zero followers she's like oh that's my life that's me even in this world or in this new world, I'm still a loser. Um, and then, you know, later on, she gets popular. But. Well, like, before that, while she's singing, everyone in this you, you universe is like, yeah. 
uh shut the fuck up why are you singing <laughs> you know like who do you think you are yeah, yeah. I love the haters. <laughs> Everyone was a hater. I was like, damn, just let her be. Just you know, fly away. <laughs> oh, and then we uh, well, the angel was there. The little angel. Mm-hmm. And he was but we like, don't know yet. Oh we don't know who this character is yet until later on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll bring it up when we get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the little angel, he was like, Oh my god, that was so beautiful, you know. And she's like, thank you so much. <laughs> and then I guess she goes to bed and, you know, when she wakes up, the only follower that she has is, you know, that the angel from from before. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, whatever. Yeah. But then, you know, she goes viral and then she has like a bajillion followers. Mm-hmm. And that's when she freaks out. She's like, oh, I have so many followers. What do I do? And Shiroka's like, time to capitalize. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. We're going to make you famous. <laughs> but I like that Hiroka was like, you're going to make money off of this, but I'm going to send this to charity. <laughs> but I, but she did it, you know, with her ulterior motives. You know, she was. Yeah. She like, oh, you have to, you have to um, donate some to charity so that people don't think that you're selfish and stuff. You oh, to- okay. See, I thought it was just like, I thought they just sent it all to charity just so they don't trace it back to her. Um, I don't maybe. know. I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I don't Honestly, know. I don't remember very much because I didn't write it down. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. I saw it when I saw it three other times. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Maybe, maybe you could be right. Um, mm. I just, I just love Hiroka. I think Hiroka is my favorite character in the movie just because she is like so, like, no bullshit about everything, you know. Hmm. Like, she even calls out Suzu earlier, too, for, for being all depressed all the time. She's like, girl, are you just going to be sad all the time? Now you're Belle. Like, get it together. And Suzu's like, ooh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yep. Being at her house and her parents being like, um, you're not allowed to use the computer. What are you doing? And then her just picking up her computer and literally moving it to a different building. <laughs> Yeah, to the uh, to the abandoned <laughs> elementary school. Yeah, just so that she can keep going on you. Like, oh my god, this girl is insane and obsessed. And I love that, you know, hashtag relatable content. <laughs> well, I was gonna say too, like Hiroka, like I, I'm pretty, I, I'm sure she's never done this before because I like how she had like fashion books on her desk. Mm-hmm. Um and all that I was like damn like she put a lot of work into this and I couldn't understand you know when we talk about this at the end where she got really upset with Suzu uh, trying yeah. to reveal her identity mm-hmm. yeah but as in that moment you know Hiroka just wants to help Bell mm. you know as much as possible you know she's like her manager yep. um, which is fine you know I think for Hiroka a game you know mm-hmm. like like she's kind of like you know it's it's different than you you know it's not real life we're behind a you know we're anonymous on you so you know it doesn't matter what we do on you than in real life you know it's it's different you know basically you know so Hiroka is is more disconnected from you than Belle ever was you know 
Mm. Or not Belle, Suzu. <laughs> you know, Su- yep. Suzu, Suzu, it has a bit more, she's more personally invested in, like, you and everything going on. Right now. Um, you know, that's, tr- that's interesting because when we talk about Suzu trying to, like, force everyone away from her, and then all of a sudden when we, in- when the dragon or the beast is introduced, all of a sudden she is interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, she's in like... Health. She, yeah, she's also like okay more with the people that are uh, that she is pushing away, like being in her life and not pushing them away anymore slowly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also yeah. think it uh, helped. Like, it's because her like manager friend helped her like come out of her shell more. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, but she. I mean, like, she still does push people away. You know, she still pushes her dad away. Like she's Belle and she's coming home or she's at home and her dad will ask her a question and she'll just run away. Right. Like, like um, it's a slow progression, but yeah. it gets there eventually. Yeah. And with Shinobu, you know, um, they can have normal conversations, but also if he, you know, if he tries to parent her a little bit too much, then, then it's like she, she, falls back into her shell you know mm-hmm. mm. um but yeah i what i thought was interesting with bell and the beast um and i guess we'll get more into it when when we talk about him specifically a little bit more is how her journey with him kind of parallels her her mom you know how her mom um risked her life to save a child that was like definitely like the, in need yeah in need, you know that child was like in the middle of like a river you know could have like a flash flood or something like that like they were stuck yeah. on a small island so mm-hmm. something like that and her mom you know went out to go save that kid some stranger's kid you know and the kid survived but her mom did not and that that's you know like a huge source of trauma for her that she's like you know why did my mom go out and save this random child and she died you know she she lost her life for some other person's child but what about me you know mm-hmm. i'm her child what's going to happen to me now you know and that's like that's like the whole source of like her her trauma and her insecurities um but it it does parallel what now she's doing with um with the beast you know it's just some guy she doesn't know anything about him other than he pops in interrupts her concert you know causes a whole scene uh the cops show up (laughs) and he's fighting them and she's like whoa what's wrong you know he he looks so so mad and it looks like he has bruises on his back i don't know how she got bruises from the pattern on his back i would have never thought that but that's what you know <laughs> everyone says it <laughs> yeah, like, yeah yeah i yeah it didn't look like bruises either i was like oh cool design and then right? yeah yeah <laughs> i'm like yep. oh, that's artsy yep. oh. <laughs> yeah as soon as as soon as they're like it's bruises i was like oh my god whoever that is they're getting abused because I just no. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. 
Uh, it didn't click for me right away. I don't know about you, Aaron. No, it didn't click to me. I was like, so when it lights up, something's happening. Like, I'm assuming happening to this person in real life, but I didn't really mm -hmm. associate it with abuse. Um, yeah, me neither. Oh, well, as a survivor of abuse, I immediately knew. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> they they do kind of, they do foreshadow it, like, here and there, you know, uh, who the beast is. If you, if you pay attention. Mm. They do foreshadow it, you know? Like, the first time you see that the person that he is, the boy, is not, you know, you see him. Can before. we talk, okay, can we, like, I guess we can talk about this at the end or now, but um, I just want your guys' thoughts of, like, who you thought was the beast at first. Oh, my God. Aaron, Aaron, I told you this before. I don't know, but. I know, but we gotta tell the audience who we thought the beast was, because I, I first, should we, should we hold off until the end, or should we just go on and say it? Say who you thought it was first. Okay, I thought it was Shinobu. I <laughs> just... thought it was her dad. Oh, uh, okay. Damn. <laughs> Lexi, did you, did you, um, do you know? I was still very puzzled, and I didn't know until it actually showed the kid and then i was mm -hmm. like that's it that's him you know mm -hmm. like even like from the first moment like you saw him i was like that's him like yeah and the reason why i thought it was shinobu because the whole story was you know beauty and the beast right and you know it talks about love because you know she falls in love with the beast so i thought like because she has a cross on shinobu that Shinobu was the beast and all of a sudden like they found each other's identity and then right like you thought it was gonna be more like, revolved around romantic love correct which is like a thing I liked about how the movie was directed in a, in a way that you thought it was about beauty and the beast you know romance but it turned out to be completely different yeah it was it, like it very much tricked us in the sense of thinking this was a normal romantic movie mm -hmm. where the only thing that matters and that will get you through is romantic love and that Correct. connection when that's not it because that's not the only kind of love out there and that's you know there's other stuff that can help too which mm -hmm. I really really enjoyed that the main focus wasn't just like love and that's it you know like mm -hmm. the romantic love it was a lot of other stuff too so yeah, yeah i felt like the romantic piece of the film was like more like i would say less than what it's actually being yeah yeah it was very limited which was nice it still gave you that sense of like oh maybe it's like a normal movie but it like isn't yeah it's like oh, oh it's like cool suzu will have like you know a little love interest but that's not the point <laughs> yeah so. yeah and for me i thought it was her dad because of the whole like oh you know um the 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 shining bruises and how more would pop up when he was getting hurt i thought they were like emotional bruises <laughs> no <laughs> you know i was like oh my god it's gonna be susan's dad and he is he is hurting from not being able to help his daughter <laughs> and then it was not that and i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> well like i think it's also emotional too like i I mean, I'm sh when, you know, talking about abuse, they don't show us, you know, the father abusing the child. Well, except pushing the kid, 
lockdown. Um, but when I forgot his name, I I don't know if we're going or if we're jumping between things. Just let me know and I I can stop. But it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. We can just jump and we can figure it out. Puzzle time. <laughs> <laughs> Puzzle time. Well, like because when um the older brother was like protecting his younger brother, he like he could fit, he could see like his back is just like hunching or like trying. You know, how do you describe how his reaction was when his dad was screaming at him? And do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. I. It's something that's very common when this type of abuse happens uh where the siblings are very much more connected to each other and the older one will look out for the younger one and often take the brunt of the abuse and mm -hmm. yeah stuff. so when so. yeah so when karen said like emotional bruises that's what i pictured because of that scene of when the boy was protecting his his brother and you can physically or you can see him like his body is just not i don't know how to describe it <laughs> but... like at one point uh you saw the dad like physically abusing right but not they didn't actually show that but you could tell that he was doing that you could hear it going mm -hmm. on but it wasn't yeah. shown uh but right before that you saw him like really protecting his younger brother like holding him underneath him so that way he wouldn't get hurt and it would just be the older brother not the younger one that's getting yeah. hurt <laughs> so yeah. yeah okay 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 i looked him i looked up the name the the boy's name is uh, i don't remember his little brother's name wait say that again <laughs> yeah the boy's K name is hey like k hey okay okay um Like you were um. Oh, uh, got it. Okay. How did you guys feel about like actual Beauty and the Beast type storyline? You know, like Belle um, inside of you. Oh, looking okay. For the Beast. Mm -hmm. So um, there's definitely a lot of parallels, of course, to you know, the Beauty and the Beast fairy tale and movies and other renditions and like this movie. Um, so at first I was like, oh, okay, so we're going to go with that. And I think I know what to expect, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but then it like really flipped it on its head. And um, I really liked that. Like it, it's something familiar yet different that it's very refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have to say the same. Um, I just, I think like music plays a big role in film, especially in this one, just because, you know, I grew up watching the Disney version of Beauty and the Beast, and they would have the music, um, especially like what one thing that I was like that stuck to me was when they were in the ballroom dancing, right, in the Disney film, and they're singing um and that's how, and the yeah <laughs> and, the and then that's how i felt with bell because they had like the ballroom just, just like when they were given those roses i was like hmm, roses interesting it talks about secrets and then like boom their whole atmosphere changes and their outfits change and and then they're dancing and flying in the air and um at one point i 
thought like she was like I'm gonna she was gonna kiss him and you guys can tell me if you guys thought that too but then she stopped and hugged his snout instead <laughs> yes yeah. yes yeah I totally thought they were gonna kiss and then um I know that's like a big deal and stuff like that mm -hmm. so when she just gave him a hug I'm like oh that's actually like very endearing and cute and better like that they didn't yeah. kiss for me, when she did that, it, it kind of started signaling to me that she was not actually in love with him. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> she yeah. just like, you could tell that she definitely re resonated with him and the pain he's feeling on a different level. Yeah. Uh, you know. And that's how she was getting really close to him, mm -hmm. but not in the romantic way. Yeah, like you start picking up that the only reason why she she looked for him is that is not because she was in love, but because she, you know, like you said, she she could tell that he was going like he, she could tell that he was angry and like lashing out not because he was you know aggressive and a bad person but because of the pain yeah right? and i did want to like point out too because the scene when she was with the choir ladies and she mm -hmm. was like oh my god susan you're in love but she's like uh, i don't i'm not sure like in that kind of way like romantically yeah, yeah. so mm -hmm. and when i told her like you should make a love song and i was like oh well i don't I don't think this is, you know, <laughs> a love song. But then when she mm -hmm. sang that song to the beast about lending lending me your voice, right? She mm -hmm. was like, you you got to, you know, you're holding things in. You should, you know, let it out and I can help you kind of kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I really like that because, <laughs> again, with the Disney, it's like, oh, my God, they love. Here's the song right? about love. I this agree. One, it's like, I'm reaching out to you. Um, and I, I love you, but in, not in that way in terms of like, yeah. I'm going to help you. Yeah. So, uh, so to me, it was very much like, instead of that romantic love song, it was very much like almost a familial love song, like, mm -hmm. you know, like family esque, yeah. or maybe that friendship love, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, cause like, I definitely can feel the difference. Cause like, I have a very deep uh, friendship love with you guys you know so. yeah same <laughs> i love you guys <laughs> i love you guys too <laughs> but i also i wanted to bring up that that scene you said with the choir ladies yeah. because that also like had a parallel with her and the beast you know and like kind of foreshadowed their dynamic a little bit because you know that that one choir lady she was like oh you know I was studying abroad one time and there was this boy that really intrigued me and I wrote him a song um I, I felt like maybe that that scene could be a little bit like misinterpreted a little by making it seem like that lady was like in love with that boy that she met overseas but I think it really was just like a deep intrigue you know that she was like yeah. curious about him and you know yeah. and the way that she chose to express that uh emotion was by writing him a song because when you know the ladies were like oh my god did you guys get together and she was like no way she was 14 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> way too young <laughs> yeah. 
and then it's like, oh, you know, and that's kind of like a little plot twist too, because you know, it's kind of similar with Suzu and the Beast, and how you know, you at first the movie is leading you to believe that she's in love with the Beast, but then, but then it turns out that's not the case, and you know, they don't end up together because they're not in love with each other, like you know. Like, like there is an appreciation and a, like a, a bond there, but it's not like romantic for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's one thing I I thought about. I was like, oh, this is like the same thing. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, one of the, I mean, I know we keep hitting over it a lot, but definitely like, because when people think of love, they only think of like romantic love or sexual love, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. The definite like the movie definitely goes over and kind of hits a lot of points on that you can feel that deep love like for family, for friends, for you know, like not not romantic or sexual, like mm-hmm. which I feel like a, a lot of people need to hear nowadays. Uh not even yeah. nowadays. I think a lot of people just need to hear it, period, you know? Because mm-hmm. everyone like that's the only type of love that comes into their mind is that romantic slash sexual love. And there's more than that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Agreed. Okay. Moving on um, to Suzu and her fallout with the beast because they have a fight. Um, you know, um, and the reason they they fight, or it's not really a fight, it's just kind of the the movie really like comes to a head when um you know Suzu and her friend Hiroka have been trying to find out who this beast is. You know, they have been looking all over the place online and every lead they come up with is just wrong, you know. Oh, maybe it's this one lady. No, it's that's just some random lady. Oh, maybe it's this athlete. No, that's just another guy. <laughs> you know, right. and you know, it shows like a little montage of all of these people that maybe are the beast. And then later on, it's revealed that these people were never the beast. It's just that they were, you know, they all had like a secret to hide. You know, this lady was using stock photos to pretend that she was in. A very devoted relationship <laughs> and yeah, with like the perfect family as well even though she yeah. doesn't have one mm-hmm. and this athlete this baseball player the only reason he was hiding his body is because he was ashamed of all of the scars but then you know he decides to open up about it because you know he realizes that he doesn't have to be ashamed and he can you know be an inspiration instead um and this other man that you know, was making art by by taking the the bruises that the beast is shown to have and turning them into artwork and then pretending like he had a dead girlfriend, but he actually didn't. He was just cheating on her with this other girl and he only took this beast's backstory for the clout. <coughs> Very messy, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> sorry. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Do we need to take a break? <laughs> just kidding. I just, I just got something stuck in my throat. <laughs> 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 oh, 
find they find the beast not in like a really unconventional way. They find him through the little angel, you know, because mm-hmm. that angel is like his only friend on you, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Hiroko's like, "Hold on, hold on, I'm finding something." Um, it seems like you know. Oh, no, that he had fought him or something. Like, they were going to fight, but then they didn't fight. It was something weird like that. I don't remember. But Yeah, like, all had... of a sudden, yeah, like, the angel was just there. Like, wait, wh- why are you here? <laughs> and they just yeah. disappeared. <laughs> yeah, like, there was a connection between them. And, yeah. you know, as she dug into the angel instead, she finds um, a live stream of, like, this little boy that, you know, he is cheering um, the beast. Because at this moment, the beast, he's, I think he's getting chased, right, by, like, the, the U-cop. Mm-hmm. He's, like, um, hiding from the police. Yeah, he's hiding from the cops. By the way, this movie, it it's, like, A-cab, A-cab. And the whole time, they're, like, A-cab. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh for real. The, the whole sponsor thing, I was, like, oh, my God, not the sponsors. I know. <laughs> right. The cops with their sponsors. <laughs> Bonkers. Um, anyway, so they... <laughs> They find this little boy streaming. Uh, he has like zero views. And they're like, oh my God, I think that might be him. And they're like, no, that's not him. Um, and it's not, it's not the beast, but it is the angel. Mm-hmm. And then it's basically revealed that the angel was the beast's little brother the whole time. Like they were related. And, you know, mm-hmm. there had been scenes of the angel showing Suzu the way to the castle and, you know, them being there together and the beast being um you know nice to the angel instead of hostile like he was to literally everyone else mm-hmm. so it starts to you know come together and they're like oh my god you know it's it's you you know i'm i'm bell you know you're the beast is in trouble but i want to help him and they're like kind of talking um but you know when the boy when he shows up he's like he's like who are you what are you trying to do you know and she's like I just want to help you um and then the dad shows up and starts you know yelling at them and being really abusive and afterwards she's like he's like please I just want to help and he's like I don't believe you you know people like you you just you just watch and sit around and don't do anything about it, you know, and then he cuts off the stream, and it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, oof, you know, it's really bad, um, and, and Susan's, you know, she's, like, losing, losing hope, you know, she's like, oh my god, you know, uh, maybe I can't do anything about it, you know, it's, like, really sad, and that's when, you know, at that, at that moment, they're all in the abandoned, um, school, right, yeah. And it's it's literally literally like everybody that she knows and that is like her friend or important to her is there. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And you know, Shinobu's like, Suzu, you have to sing, you know. And then she's like, What? She's like, Yeah, you know, you have to sing, you know, you have to reveal yourself and sing. And so that's you know what she does. Um we didn't mention it before, but this whole time the cops have had this like or not the cops, but like the main cop, um, Justin. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he has this little weapon, this fun little weapon that when he shoots you with it, he unmasks 
you and you so that um, instead of seeing your avatar, people will see who you are in real life. And so it's like this like threatening thing that, you know, the cops have to keep people in line, basically. Um, Uh, Also, once you get unveiled, you can never like veil back up again. And most people end up just leaving or deleting their accounts and never coming back after that. Wait, is that that true? Because... Yeah, that's what they said. Oh, okay. Then I was mistaken because at the end, Belle was like, haha, I'm back. I don't know if that's part of the film. Yeah, that was part of the film. Like, uh, because she chose to do it. And I don't know why exactly she was like chosen to come back and to her avatar and whatnot. But um, sponsors. (laughs) (laughs) Sponsors. No, because literally everyone was gasping at the end when she did that. And they were like, how is that possible? How is she, you know, turning back into her avatar instead of her normal self after she yeah. like exposed herself because that's impossible you know mm-hmm. and no one knows it's a mystery <laughs> it is a mystery um it's not that important anyway what's important is that she <laughs> voluntarily unveiled herself you yeah. know because she's like i need to show k the beast you know that i i am with him for real and i want to help for real so I'm going to unveil myself to gain his trust. Uh, and so she does. She unveils herself. And everyone's like, oh, my God. Belle is unveiling herself. And she just, the, this is, like, probably, like, the the most or one of, like, the peak emotional moments of the film. You know, when she unveils herself and, and starts singing um, a song. Um, that I, I feel like the song is really just, her emotions about like like this is her finally processing her feelings about like her entire life since her mom died you know like Mm -hmm. this is her feelings of when her mom died and how her life was afterwards and you know the the pain that she felt and like the darkness that she was in um it's really it's really powerful for real for sure um but you know it's like really yeah yeah it's it's pretty intense and you know it's really sad at first and in the movie it's it's like it's sad because you know she's like singing and she's kind of like nervous so she's like looking down the whole time and and then at one point she starts breaking down and like turns away and and all everyone that's watching her is like oh my god you know um and then they start singing with her and they're like the emotions are like so intense that everyone's like crying with her and it's like it's kind of like in, in the pokemon movie yeah practically dead when ash got turned to stone and all of the pokemon started crying and their tears like Un, like you know brought him back to life basically yeah <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it kind of was like moment you know Suzu was having a hard time and she was breaking down but the support of everyone around her you know showed her that you know she's not alone and you know it's you know okay to you know be vulnerable and that you know there's people there that still support you and you know the, the song she keeps going with her song she turns back to Belle and the song takes like a more hopeful note, you know? 
mm-hmm. it's really good it's really good and you know and her plan works and you know the the beast and his brother are like okay we trust you they try to tell her where they are but the dad comes back in again and turns off the stream so she and her friends have to you know be a bit more clever in how they find them yeah um, mm-hmm. and it's Kamishim to the rescue because he's like I know where that is and then she goes <laughs> she takes like an overnight train <laughs> to get yeah. there pretty wild I was like Ugh. Um, yeah and it's not and I was gonna say yeah overnight just because like she was living in Kochi and if you guys don't know it's an island off of mainland Japan and it's connected to Osaka and then Osaka is like south southern part of Japan and Tokyo because that's where what's his name again K and his brother lives they live in Tokyo (laughs) that's another hour by bullet train so Luckily, they have bullet trains in Japan because, oh, my God, could you imagine just, like, tra- traveling to it? It's crazy. That's so. why I'm like, this this trip that she made was insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, she got driven to the train station by one of the choir ladies and then I know she was, took a train. The, the choir lady's like, should we just drive to Tokyo? And I'm like, Tokyo? Y'all are in Kochi. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> crazy and then all she does is you know give a phone call to her dad and she's like hey dad i'm like going to tokyo and he's like um oh yeah yeah no they were texting and she's like like, i think she said something like it was like a very intense moment between her and her dad Mm because i i don't remember but she like finally opened up with him and was like this is important to me let me do this (laughs) like let me be an adult and grow up Mm mm-hmm yeah, but, you know, I think the dad, you know, is honestly, we we don't see much from him, but you can tell that he cares for her and trusts her so much, you know, and he's just like, okay, you know, I, I trust you, you know, stay safe, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, it's, it's a nice moment between them because you, you can tell that Suzu's finally, you know, healing and growing and opening up her heart again to like the people closest to her which is nice i really like that moment yeah and then she makes it to tokyo yeah she makes it to tokyo somehow somehow she makes it to tokyo (laughs) and she she finds the neighborhood where the kids live and you know she's like walking not even she's like running around like Oh, and she runs into the little boy and he's like oh my god it's you Belle and she's like yeah it's me and you know uh, they hug and then Kay comes out too and he's like oh my god you're really here what the heck it's really you you know and they have this little you know moment all three of them together you know meeting for the first time and it's like it's really sweet until the dad shows up and then it gets kind of scary yeah <laughs> it's like really intense and like mm-hmm. terrifying i was like genuinely super scared for her um because i, know. Like, I thought it was gonna be a tragedy at the end <laughs> for real i was like oh my god is this gonna take like, I... a, a turn is he gonna like a murder someone up in here 
Yeah. Right? I got so fucking scared. <laughs> oh my god. And I was, was like, I was like, hmm, this is like a, a, a Studio Ghibli film where Miyazaki's like, yeah, this isn't for kids. <laughs> this is <laughs> not for kids. It's just really dark. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. But yeah, he shows up and he's like, you guys have to get inside the house. And this is like, no. And then <laughs> he tries to like forcefully take the kids back but Suzu's like standing in his, in the way and you know she's like no I'm not gonna let you take them back you know I know what she's been doing and stuff and, and then he like keeps trying and he like scratches her face and it's like really violent I was like <gasps> yeah, yeah I like, gasped yeah like physically um flinching like in real life I was like oh my god you know like yep. that's intense it's like oh yep. it's so bad um same i was like Ooh. um then she then, just like turns around and she's like no he, yeah i'm you know, stronger like, and then he gets like all freaky like he's like oh. like he's freaked out <laughs> he's all of a sudden yeah. scared of her <laughs> yeah. yeah like i i honestly don't super understand why that happened yeah you know mm. like you know she's just there standing her ground and then it like freaks him out and he runs I mean away. like she has like blood on her face and she's like listen here I you scratch me I don't give a fuck <laughs> like well yeah. I guess like what made the abusive dad freak out was because like he only started abusing the kids when the mom died or left or whatever and she looks so much like their mom that he like started freaking out Ah, like maybe he thought it was like her haunting him or something. Mm. Yeah. Interesting theory. Good point. Good point. Because yeah, I I've been like pretty confused about that ever since we watched it. I was like, I'm not really sure why that happens, but okay. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Cause, well, this is just like me thinking about the audience while we're watching this film. But I saw it like. No, they were every time I watched it at that scene, everyone started laughing. And I was like, I don't think this is a good moment to laugh. This isn't a comedy. Like Right. I like, think they were laughing at the VA's like acting, you know. Oh, and, like the maybe, gap, but... but... Like, out? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, ha ha ha. I was like, mm, no, not 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 no no no. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't understand why they would laugh. It's not funny yeah it's really not funny i was so confused when people were laughing i was just like but it's 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 like traumatic (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyway so suzu's just like all right guys bye <laughs> she, no she's just like yeah i'll help you guys and so um they don't really tell they don't really go much into detail of what happens she just all of a sudden comes back to her hometown and sees her dad and he's like hey do you want dinner she's like yeah i'll have dinner um her favorite food i forgot what it was called but i had it in kochi it was just seared fish <laughs> and uh and then uh yeah and then they're with their with everyone right choir members mm-hmm. her friends shinobu um and then they just look up at the sky and that to me it was just like her mother i thought to me that i thought it was was like her mother just looking out after her kind of thing like Aww. she's like looking up at the sky and i thought for me i was like her looking up at the sky and being like 
mom i did it like i conquered my fears and i helped somebody um like you yeah so yeah and then she has this little moment with shinobu and he's like oh my god finally i don't have to be the adult in our relationship and we can actually just be friends (laughs) right and she's like what (laughs) (laughs) friends like finally Uh, we can just hang out (laughs) yeah and then everyone's like you should sing (laughs) sing for us suzu um and then yeah she does yeah she does yeah okay that's that's it that's That's pretty much it yeah so um it's really good and yeah erin you mentioned it earlier about how the music in this movie slaps Mm -hmm. um we didn't really talk about it much, but like the no. music in this movie is like a huge part of it. <laughs> oh, it goes hard. Like it, it really messes with it really gets the emotions across. If you didn't yeah. un- if you didn't get it visually, you get it through the music, you know? Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And I did want to give like a cool fun fact about this film just because there is an English dub. Um and what was really cool was that they found a, an English dub VA who sounds exactly like the Japanese dubbed. VA. Oh yeah, and like the music bonkers. is like identical. <laughs> I was like, I really like that. So that's crazy. Yeah, no, well, it's, because it's bonkers, crazy, insane how similar they sound to each other. Because mm-hmm. I only Aaron saw. It. Yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. saw the English version, and I only saw the Japanese version. So yeah, <clears throat> yeah, no, me and Aaron watched. We watched the English version first. Because that's just, you know, what, what they were showing mm-hmm. at the time that we wanted to go see the movie. And then we went back to watch it in Japanese to, like, compare. Um, and, yeah, the the voice actor that does Suzu, both in English and Japanese, did so, so good. Like, they sound exactly the same to each other. Um, and it, it, But, you know, you know, voice acting isn't always just, you know, how similar you can sound to the, you know, original it's you know a lot to do with like the emotions and i think they both really captured the emotions in the movie really well too so mm, that's yeah that was just really good um yeah yeah, um, yeah so final thoughts final thoughts um before watch... i leave <laughs> <laughs> final thoughts watch bow also oh, I'm, yeah. I'm upset spaghetti that it didn't get nominated for best animated feature at the Oscars. That's yeah. just whack. Like, I know. We know the Oscars don't care about, like, anime movies. <laughs> but! But wasn't Mirai nominated? It was. And that's what's crazy. It's like, sometimes they'll, like, you know, nominate. It's, it's not common. It is not common for anime movies to get nominated for best animated movies. It doesn't happen very often. <laughs> and then we got um, Pixar for I haven't even seen Raya yet. Whereas that was called Raya. Oh, yeah, Raya and the Last Dragon. Yeah. It, it, honestly, it was it was okay. I felt like it was very rushed, and it should have been better as like a TV series. So mm. I All didn't right. like Raya, and I think it sucks that it's nominated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a good movie. <laughs> okay. Well, my final thoughts were I really recommend it to anyone Uh, music slaps and again like what we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast there is you know triggers of abuse and depression and anxiety so um take that as you may and you know i would say watch it with friends or someone close because 
I'm glad I watched Someone it with you guys. <laughs> yeah, because I was a when I watched it with you guys I, at that time, I was like an emotional mess. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, it is a good movie. So you have to check it out if you can. You know, if you can watch it at a theater, you know, being safe. But you know, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be streaming at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. easier, more accessible. <laughs> yeah, but it is really good. Hmm. Okay. I don't know, because um, Mira is on Netflix, so who knows, right? That's true. So it could go on Netflix, or I don't know. Um, but yeah, I guess that's all That's all I have to say. Okay. Me too. All right. All right. Um, thank you for tuning in as we, you know, come back in the new year um, with more things to talk about um i've been reading manga and stuff so maybe i'll bring that up uh in another time um but yeah um until then this has been the mega nickel podcast (laughs) (laughs) um thank you for tuning in and um yeah that's it all right all right guys Thank you. Matanya. 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 Okay. Matanya. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.